Liberty Tabletop is America's flatware company, the only flatware that's manufactured in the U.S. of A. There are over 38 patterns to choose from. Like a couple of patterns and you can't decide, you can order a sample of each. And check out their website at libertytabletop.com and enter the promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. Just in time for you to freshen up your holiday table setting with Liberty Tabletop flatware, manufactured in the United States. They make great wedding and Christmas gifts, too. Flatware that can be passed down for generations. So check out their website at LibertyTabletop.com and enter promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. LibertyTabletop.com, promo code BEN. Welcome to Planet Logic and Political Pursuits, the podcast. This is a joint presentation. I'm Lynn Woolley, and uh, my partner is Lou Ann Anderson. Today's episode, Season of Impeachment. And this is a impeachment in the true sense of the word that somebody's brought up for for doing something that means that person can't stay in an office. But there's also the impeachment of character, which we saw uh, heavily weighing on Robert Kennedy Jr. Uh, this past week. And uh, there's so much more. And on the actual list of people who could get impeached, uh, well, they'd love to do it again to Trump if they ever have the chance. There's Mayorkas, there's Paxton, there's Biden, there's Garland. Uh, The list goes on. Uh, We used to not have impeachments, but once every, what, couple of hundred years or something like that? Now it's Thursday. (laughs) Yes, exactly. So um, why why don't we just jump right in to Biden because it seems like to me if ever a president of the United States had done something, hadn't done something that he should have done or whatever that would lend this person to impeachment, it's just written all over Joe Biden. Well, it's coming. I mean, it's not even double barrels anymore that it's coming. You've got these these informant, these whistleblowers who are coming forward. They're coming forward from the FBI. They're coming forward from the IRS. What they are saying, the stories they are telling, there is now cross-corroboration in what's happening. And then we had Senator Grassley, bless his heart, when we talk about some people being too old to be in office, well, Chuck Grassley doesn't fall into that He's category. A what so absolutely and I think I think maturity age is only giving him more determination. But thanks to him, this F D ten twenty three document from the FBI was made public and that goes through and shows an informant who back in June of twenty twenty he described meetings and conversations with what was happening over Burisma. He talks about the $5 million being paid to the big guy, also known as Joe Biden, another $5 million being paid to Trump, out and out. To Hunter. Bribe to Hunter, yes, thank you. Out and out bribery in order to influence the Ukrainian, the Ukrainian, um, you know, policy that was going forward. Well... Let me throw this out, and uh, this whole thing with this bribery from the guy who is the founder of Burisma, he's said to have 17 audio recordings. If I'm not mistaken, and we're doing a lot of this just out of our head, but I think two of those were with Joe himself. Absolutely. That's my, that's my recollection of that. The other 15 or so were with Hunter, and he made those recordings to save his own skin in in case there was was lying afoot which as, i think as there peter is. strzok would call it an insurance policy yeah absolutely and let me just ask you this i mean we could have called this episode the smoking guns too i mean what does it take for a president of the united states to be impeached if this sort of thing doesn't do it if a a a five million dollar bribe directly to the man who is now occupying the Oval Office, and I absolutely refuse to refer to him as president, and another $5 million bribe to his coked-up son, and the border is wide open, and people are coming in, and children are dying of fentanyl, and we had a withdrawal from Afghanistan where we left Americans behind and a lot of dead bodies and people clinging to airplane wings trying to get out of that godforsaken mess. And it could not have been done worse. And we left we left millions of dollars of equipment, of equipment. and ammunition. That we and could have sent things. to Ukraine, you know. Well, but also now during, you know, the last week or so, Biden's announced to the world that, oh, we're kind of running short of ammunition as well. 
running short of ammunition, Luann, and almost our strategic oil reserve almost completely gone. That is a national security issue and a national security breach. Why haven't we impeached and Joe Biden? And as we are on the global stage losing the confidence of people across the world on every front imaginable next month, in Durban, South Africa, you're going to have the BRICS nation gathering, and they're putting together their plan to take over, a have, have put together some type of structure that will take over um, as the reserve currency. And once that happens, that puts us in even more dire situation with the economy in terms of our you know lack of stability with the dollar. Inflation is going to be more of an issue. I mean, there's just a multitude of things, especially as our Federal Reserve and our monetary policy keeps printing money after money after money, and we have our debt growing evermore, you know, with every minute that we sit here. And so, I mean, if you were looking to destroy our country, this is it. They got, you know, well, you're, you're, way, to, you're, way to go, Joe. You're almost quoting Paul Harvey, if I were the devil. And I wanted to bring down the greatest apple on the tree, the United States of America. I wouldn't do anything different than what we're doing right now. Absolutely. It's almost that exact same thing. But when you look at Biden, what he's done, his successes, which um, is you, only in is only in the destruction of this country. Well, there's that. The, the only thing I can think of that has benefited anybody would be uh, diabetics who need insulin. He's he's manipulated that market, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. I can count that maybe as an accomplishment. Everything else this man has done has been detrimental to the United States of America. So the question for me to you is, what does it take, A, to impeach a president, B, for the president's own party to have a Watergate moment where, yeah, okay, Richard Nixon is one of our party, but this ain't right. So we've got to do something. And I don't think Richard Nixon remotely, remotely, in any form or fashion, did anything compared to what Biden has done. Oh, absolutely, absolutely not. No, Richard Nixon's worst sin was that he was heeding the warnings from President Eisenhower and reading the tea leaves of what happened to JFK and knew we were overdue for an overhaul of this little thing called, um, oh, the administrative state. <laughs> yep, the swamp. And that's what he and was military, looking at doing. Uh, industrial industrial complex. complex, yes. And that's yeah. exactly what he was looking at taking on in his second term. That was the sin for which he had to be run out. And, you know, oddly, not to digress too much on this, but all those plumbers and people that went into the Watergate Hotel, son of a gun, it seems like a lot of them had some kind of um, association with the CIA or the FBI as some kind of confidential informants or something. Not like the federal government would ever strategically place people in some kind of event to foment controversy. No, well, <laughs> now I'm going to have to call your hand on that one because I heard Christopher Ray uh, on a on a nationally broadcast on uh, at least on uh, Fox. I heard Christopher Ray say he didn't know anything about anybody being embedded in anything on January 6th. He had no clue. Now, he's the director of the FBI. Who would know if he doesn't? Well, and, and you know, it's 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 just laughable that John Solomon has been showing all this, this um, video about the pipe bomb being dropped off. And actually, Darren Beatty over at Revolver News has been covering this for several years now. But anyway... The pipe bombs were discovered by a civilian who came over to the Secret Service and said, hey, man, you may want to go check that out. That looks like a pipe bomb. And then this good Samaritan evaporated into the ether and the Secret Service never even caught the name of the guy. Well, maybe they didn't catch the name of the guy or the gal because they knew who it was because it was one of these people that were some agent <laughs> that was down there acting on behalf of the government and they don't want that to be revealed. I asked you a moment ago if you could give me one good reason not to impeach and remove Joe Biden. May I answer that question? Sure. There is a good reason not to do it. Her name is Kamala. You are correct. And I think when you talk about insurance policies, imagine that the worst human being on the face of the planet uh, is set to replace you if anything happens to you. That's a great insurance policy. I mean, Biden needs food tasters constantly. 
just to make sure. But Luann, one of these days, we're going to wake up to the news that that Joe Biden has passed away silently in the night. That's what I'm afraid of. And then we're we're going to have to deal with her as president. Timing is everything. And yes, we will deal with her as president. One of the most interesting things that I heard from the Turning Point USA conference that was taking place down in West Palm Beach, Florida last weekend was Roger Stone. And he was talking, I mean, Roger Stone, love him, hate him, think he's a flake, whatever. You know, he's a guy that's been around for a long time. He's, he knows a lot. And he made the prediction that, get ready, folks, like it or not, we will have a President Kamala Harris. Now, what he says is that it will all be timed and that it's a waiting game right now, that They cannot get rid of her, just arbitrarily get rid of her. So it may be all of this bribery stuff. It may be an impeachment over something else. Who knows? But that Biden will either, Biden will in some way resign. He will be out of office. Kamala will be allowed, and that word is used purposefully, Kamala will be allowed to take office for a period of time. With that, she gets the distinction of being the first black woman or the first woman president. She will be there for a short period of time. She cannot be allowed to be on the ticket. And you have to replace a woman of color with a woman of color. Michelle Obama, is is that the the name that's coming up? That's exactly who's coming, that Michelle Obama is being prepped to take over as the nominee, and that the Obamas will shake down Gavin Newsom, who has a massive war chest for six to $800 million and then put him to on put him on as president. vice president. Yeah. And, that, and, that, and that get, to give a little bit of credibility to that prediction, remember the Democrats have canceled both New Hampshire and Iowa, and their first primary or caucus, I'm not sure which it is, is going to be in South Carolina. And that all fits this. Yes. Yeah, it absolutely does. All right. So, again, let me ask you this as we move from Biden into somebody else uh, with a, a connection to impeachments. What does it take in today's Democrat Party? If, if, if Joe Biden ordered a bomb to be dropped on Chicago, I mean, it, would that do anything? I don't understand it. Jamie Raskin comes on during this uh whistleblower hearing and uh, and and the Robert Kennedy hearing and he tries to to cover it all up they they wanted to kill that hearing on on RFK because they didn't like what he was going to say I don't know that I would like what he was going to say either but I don't want to take his away his ability to say it but what does it take to to get the Democrats up today's Democrats who are nothing like John Kennedy What does it take to get them to say, yeah, we can't continue with this president? The corporate media loves to act as though we have this big, these warring factions going on in the Republican Party, which we do. No doubt about that. However, I think the real story that's not discussed is that the quiet war, maybe it's a cold war, so to speak, that's going on in the Democratic Party, because I truly do not believe that every Democrat thinks that what these people are going on, the way those people behaved at that hearing with RFK was ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. And I truly believe there are some Democrats out there, some backbenchers who cannot be pleased with this. However, Democrats, you know, and that's to the Democratic Party's credit, and that they keep their people in line. They toe the line. And this is this isn't even a, a fight anymore about the left and the right. This is about the administrative state and the people. We have a government, a federal government, and to some degree in some states that have declared war on the people. And this is about those government structures trying to maintain their power. That's and and that's what I think scares them more than anything is an RFK coming in there is a Vivek Ramaswamy coming in. There is becoming a some very common themes 
from some of these candidates. And Donald Trump was really the one that pioneered a lot of that. He got, he was fine. He was courting and receiving Democratic support both in 2016 and in 2020. And I think he's, you're seeing even more of that potentially coming in 2024. And so I think that is what scares them is this message because it's coalescing people from both the right and left. I fear for the safety of Joe Manchin. I fear more for the safety of Donald Trump. Oh, I fear for that too. But if Joe Manchin decides to run on that no labels party, the Democrats will, I'm afraid they will do something drastic to him. Well, that whole no labels party, I think, is a real cautious tale because I think all that is is a is a a mechanism by which to try and deny Trump. Oh, it may be, but I, I don't see. I, well, explain to me then how it works against Trump. It would seem to me that Manchin would take more votes away from Biden than he would take from Trump. That's why I fear for the safety of Joe Manchin. Uh, right, I feel for the safety of the other Joe, Joe Lieberman. They don't like him either. Right, right. Well, well, I just, I'm not sure that Manchin's really going to be the guy that they end up putting up. Well, that could be. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. what if they, what if the, what if they decided to approach a, 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 a somebody from the Mitt Republican Romney. side? Mitt Romney. Oh, you know, gosh, he had, Mitt the, Romney. He had his hot dog. He had his hot mm-hmm. dog video the other day showing us that he's one of us. That he can eat a hot dog and discuss politics at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. At so, the, at so the county fair and at, at one of these. Uh, at one of these early states. Yeah, that's absolutely a possibility. But but uh, if you've watched any panels on CNN, they are absolutely livid about the possibility of a mansion uh, ticket on that no party. I tell you somebody else who's in there as a third party that could hurt the Democrats. And you may laugh at this, but I think it's there. And that's Cornell West. Because you know what? It's crazy as, you know, I'd like to put a adjective in front of that that includes bat crazy guano works for me (laughs) yeah as cornell west has even seemed over the years i've listened to an interview with him and russell brand and cornell west is another one of these people who is coming around to see that this centralized authority whether you're on the right or on the left has some real dangers to just the tenants the you know basic principles on which we have enjoyed what we know as the American way of life. And he's in there too. And you get him in there stirring the pot. Again, this is, this election is going to be close no matter what. And I mean, and I don't know if that close is it going to be how real that number is going to be. Or well, Biden's got his 81 million votes, you know, my ass, my ass. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, th- let me ask you this. I don't know what's going to happen with with Biden and impeachment, but there's starting to be some credible talk about it. But there's also a lot, probably even more credible talk about impeaching Merrick Garland. I mean, this guy is a shill for the Democrats. He does whatever the Democrats want, whatever the Democrats need, whenever they need it, he does it. He, he is Joe's wingman. He is absolutely... Uh, what do you make of that? And and then how do you do you go ahead and do this, even knowing that Chuck Schumer is running the Senate? I think that that Garland, his fate is tied to Biden's in that if Biden goes down on something to do with the bribery and Hunter, that. Liberty Tabletop is America's flatware company, the only flatware that's manufactured in the U.S. of A. There are over 38 patterns to choose from. Like a couple of patterns and you can't decide, you can order a sample of each. And check out their website at libertytabletop.com and enter the promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. Just in time for you to freshen up your holiday table setting with Liberty Tabletop flatware, manufactured in the United States. They make great wedding and Christmas gifts, too. Flatware that can be passed down for generations. So check out their website at LibertyTabletop.com and enter promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. LibertyTabletop.com, promo code BEN. 
You probably know the feeling, sweaty, fast breathing, quick heart rate. That's a cortisol spike. It feels awful, and its imbalance is the cause of your anxiety. Rebalance Health's three-part anxiety system helps address it at the root. Rebalance Health lozenges are natural and designed for optimal absorption, providing 24-hour relief. Live life fully without feeling like you're fighting for it. Get 50% off your first month with code CALM23 at rebalancehealth.com. That happening is going to expose how corrupted the Department of Justice has been in the investigations of all of those cases, all of those cases related to Hunter, related to Joe, Burisma, you know, just everything, the the IRS investigations, everything that has been so corruptly handled in the Biden is going to point the finger back at Garland. And I think that's when it would be almost kind of a one-two punch that if Biden goes, I think it's going to expose that Garland has been exactly the shield that you described. Well, all right. So there's there's a big three there. There's Biden, there's Garland, and there's uh, Christopher Wray. If, if Biden quietly resigns before any impeachment... Citing health issues, I'm sure. That is to Garland's advantage. Well, it could be. Because it, it, may, it may help to shut some of that th- those things down. I don't know that. I personally would hate to see that. But realistically, because, you know, the other thing, Lynn, I had somebody ask me about a a local issue here the other day and said, you know, well, aren't you upset about that? And it was, you know, I just had to, I kind of stopped for a minute because it is something that kind of would ordinarily annoy me. And I said, you know, we have so many other major issues that keep me awake at night. Absolutely. I don't sleep like I once did. And I said, that just can't even make it up on my list of the top 10 because it's just, it's such nonsense compared to, I'm not convinced that I'm going to even, my way of life is even going to look remotely the same in five years as it does today. And today it isn't anywhere near the same as it was five years ago. Well, that's absolutely and so, correct. And so, yeah. And so that's where in, in all of this, it's like... Um, well, okay, so what do we want? I mean, if you ask me that question, here's what I would say. I would say I would like, A, to get rid of a lot of, of the administrative state. I think the Department of uh, Justice we probably need. We need a Treasury Department. We need a Department of War. Forget Department of Defense. We need a Department of War and perhaps a Department of State. I, I'm, I'm not really seeing anything past that that we need. We don't need an Education Department. No, we don't need an interior department. We don't need a commerce department. So get all that out of the way. And then I say, there, the city councils have something called a consent agenda, which I don't like a whole lot because it just glosses over a lot it's of a things. It's a rubber stamp. But shouldn't the, the, uh, the Federal Communications Commission should be taken down as well, but it has to be replaced with something because you have to make those, those rules. But any what they call rulemaking... I'd like to know that my congressman has looked at, well, not particularly my congressman, because I don't really feel like I have one right now. But I would like to know that a congressman, that the Congress has looked at this and has actually voted on it. Because right now, all of these government bureaucracies can make rules and they have the force of law and they don't have that ability under the Constitution. Unless they're challenged and even if they are challenged, uh, have a legal challenge, then you have to have private funds come to mount the challenge while they have our funds Mm -hmm. to defend it and defend it all day long. Rasmussen had a real interesting poll out earlier this week on asking about the consent of the governed. This comes to mind when you're talking about your congressman and you're wishing that you felt more representation. And the findings, I don't remember the exact numbers, but the gist of it was both Republicans and Democrats no longer feel as though our government is one that 
that reflects consent of the governed. They feel that their elected representatives are more responsive and have more loyalty to a donor class, to a party, not to the people. That's a very, very scary. And the Democrats, place to be. as you as you stated earlier in this podcast, the Democrats are are great at whipping their party uh, into uh, almost no dissent at all. I think I I can't help but think I pray that there are reasonable minded Democrats, and I know a few who are as horrified of what they see in their party as many of us are. I mean, I'm massively I mean, disappointed in even a strong enough word in how I feel about the Republican Party as a whole. The National Republican Party, our state party, I am pleased with. But the National Party, Ronna, McDaniel, and the rest of the party, no. Mitch, Kevin, no, 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 no. Yeah, uh, it, it never ceases to amaze me when I read a story. It, it'll typically be on CNN or Politico or someplace like that that says Kevin McCarthy has a big problem, and that problem is whipping his his the conservative wing of the Republican Party into shape. And I'm going, wait, 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 wait. I'm part of the conservative wing of the Republican Party. I'm ultra conservative. It's hard to get to the right of me. Very hard. I am right wing in the morning, at noon, and when the sun goes down. And if if that's not Kevin McCarthy, if he's not out there, A, supporting the the validity and and the everlasting uh, authority of the Constitution of the United States, followed by, in this order, rule of law, and then way down somewhere else, precedent. Precedent, if we went by precedent, we'd still have slavery. All right, so... That's what I want. I want somebody that believes that 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 uh, First Amendment to the Constitution, otherwise known as the Bill of Rights or the the First Ten Amendments, that those are sacrosanct, that they cannot be trampled upon for any reason whatsoever. Uh, and I I don't always see that in my party. No, no, we don't. We don't. And it's it's not only do we not see it, but the journey away from those tenets seems as though it's getting faster and faster. Well, all right. So that takes care of Biden and Garland. Uh, Mayorkas, let's just throw him in here really quickly. Uh, is, is Mayorkas an open borders guy, or is Mayorkas simply doing what whoever is pulling Biden's strings wants? I would guess probably both. I I I I think probably both. I mean, he just when he when he's there testifying, when you've seen interviews with him, I don't get a real sense that he's he's real strongly American. Frankly, no, I I don't I don't get a sense. I get a sense that Vivek Ramaswamy, who has a funny sounding name, is far more American. Oh than my New God, absolutely, abs, without a doubt, without a doubt, and um, so no, Mayorkas, and I mean, I. I laughed. Uh, Eric Adams this week was in the media again, just whining about how hard it is in New York when they have all these illegal immigrants coming up there, and the city is just bursting at the scene. I don't know. I can't help but think that Joy Behar probably has an extra bedroom or two she could put some of those people up in. But anyway, I th- I think that as that continues on, that these big cities do res- do. Sp- continue to feel the pressure that you know places down in in on the border have been feeling for del rio i think they know a little bit about pressure too oh, yeah yeah so um anyway i think that that's going to bring something and i, I mean mallorcas i almost think is kind of the low-hanging fruit well, exactly. That's why we left him to last. In the, yeah. uh, other than other than that guy from Texas, we'll talk about in just a moment. But uh, if we could, it, it just seems like if you take an oath to do a certain thing, and the number one thing government is supposed to do, in my mind, is not provide us housing. I don't think it's to make sure we have a, a, a minimum income. 
I think the number one thing that our government is supposed to do is protect the borders of the United States of America from invasion. That's number one, two, three, four, and five. If they don't do that, they're worthless. And Biden has an open borders policy. It's implemented by Alejandro Mayorkas and, and held up and propped up by Merrick Garland. Those three need to go. And then we got Kamala. And as you say, we're going to have to deal with that. Let me ask you I about think they're somebody. Going to have to, I think they're, Kamala, they put her in there, though. They can't. She's just going to have to have it on autopilot. Yeah, she's a POC. Yeah. And, and so, you know, you've got to treat her with kid gloves. Now, let right. me ask you about somebody. I never hear any, anything about uh, impeaching this particular person. And personally, I wouldn't impeach him either. I would charge him with, I'm not really, with, with incitement of, of assassination. And that is Chuck Schumer the Senate Majority Leader, who stood on the steps of the Supreme Court, and let me just paraphrase because I don't have a printout. I'm warning you, Gorsuch. I'm warning you, Kavanaugh. You have reaped the whirlwind. You will not know what hit you. And then, parenthetically, if you don't rule the way we want. Right. And then somebody goes and tries to shoot Kavanaugh, who I think is a weasel too, but that's a different podcast. And he was on the record before having said that about when Trump, about how he was playing with fire, going after the administrative state because the CIA and those agencies, yes. I can't remember what it is, they have every way but Sunday to come back and get you or something. I mean, that was another And maybe they shouldn't. Threat. You know, that's part of draining the swamp. Big time. Uh, you know, I did penance. Yes, I want to talk about that. I was afraid you would. Yeah, I like to, I like to hear okay, about it. Okay, so Jim Cardle and I, this was last Tuesday. Jim Cardle and I are doing our show at Talk1370.com, and we're talking about who does what and keeps promises and blah, 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 and, you know, how how good Trump would be if he were reelected and all that. And I said, well, the only thing that disappointed me was that he didn't finish the wall and make Mexico pay for it, and he did not complete uh, anywhere close to draining the swamp. Well, Carl got on me a little bit, but then my uh, my very close friend, the Lady of Logic, uh, whom I uh, have a very intimate relationship with, said, "What the hell are you talking about?" She's uh, she was listening over the internet. Quite valid question. And she said, "Well, you stop being so pompous." I said, well, what, where, was I, where was I wrong? I wasn't wrong. She said, no, but Trump comes in. He's never been in politics. He doesn't have anybody on his side. Everybody's, everybody's fighting him, including legions of Republicans and so-called conservatives. And you expect him to perform miracles in four years while the Democrats are out to get him and, and the media is on him every night? And I said, okay, okay, okay. So then I get over to the Texas Public Policy Foundation, and nobody said it in that terms, but I kind of got the same message from a very good friend over there. So the next morning I had to go, oh, sorry about that. Let me rethink. And then I was thinking, Lou Ann's going to get on me about this, too. Oh, you damn straight I am. All right. Number one, Mexico. Yes. Remain in Mexico was huge. He did build was, portions of the of the wall. He had materials out there to have more built. In fact, some of those materials, I think, were supposedly still out there. I don't know if they've degraded to a point that they would be usable. Remember the fight that he had to have even trying to get money building that wall? It wasn't for He had to effort. move money over to yes. do it. Oh, and that was And that, that caused was a firestorm. Yeah. Absolutely. Because, he, because it was involving military funds. And to your point, yes, I agree. It's national security, which is kind of the function of the military, to keep that wall, to secure that border. And that was the logic that he was using. So anyway, he had that going on. But he had, yes, it wasn't that he didn't have the help of a staff. He had people actively working against him. And one of the most important things that he's doing right now, and I've mentioned this to you before, and it's becoming, they're becoming more and more open about it. In fact, there were a couple speakers down at Turning Point that were talking about this, is there are several, several efforts underway right now to utilize something called Schedule F, which is in the, in the, White House personnel policy, so to speak. 
And it is about addressing personnel immediately upon going into office. As soon as the president takes office, there's something like 4,000 positions that they have that they can appoint. Trump went in last time completely ill-prepared. And I think the Trump team will openly say, we were ill-prepared and we had bad advice we had people we missed we made the mistake of trusting people he's that got we shouldn't to have. know the second time whether it's from the attica white house or wherever because he can still be elected president no matter what they do to him if i'm understanding the law and if you understand it different bring this up but i think i think what he has got to do is he's got to find a team of advisors after the election if assuming he wins to map out who we need as as uh, as attorney general uh, as the white house uh, chief of staff being, and it can't be swampers and i think that is being done and if the last 4 years hadn't shown who's with him and who's against him nothing would and so there are people that are doing that. And I mean, there's people, um, Russ Vogt, who you probably don't know, Jeff Clark, who you probably don't know of. I mean, there are people out there that are involved with this. Someone who you do know and think very highly of, as do I, is the Heritage Foundation. Oh, Heritage Kevin, Kevin has, Roberts. Yeah. Heritage, Kevin has a unit that's working on staffing for the White House. And so that's something... and. That's something that is so important that they're understanding that without having that personnel ready to go, because it's not, you can't go in and just take off the top layer, that in order to really affect, to make sure those policies get implemented, it has to go down multiple layers to your rank and file people. Yes. And the rank and file people are not all the, the, the jewels that we hear they are at the FBI either. I, I hear Hannity say this. You know, I'm not upset with the rank and file that are in there working every day and doing their duty. Some of them I better, I absolutely am. Some some of those are fine, but some of them are not. That's right. Lisa Page and Peter Strzok were kind of rank and file. Let me tell you a little story since you brought up the Heritage Foundation. I get off the air in Austin at 9 o'clock. We usually have a few little things to do, some commercials to record. I get in the car and drive home, do other things in the afternoon. And I dial around. So I had uh, I had WOAI on, Glenn Beck show. And Glenn was in the middle of a, of a heated interview. I did not catch the beginning, so I was not aware of who it was. But this guy was saying, we have two election cycles left. Two election cycles left. He said, we've got to do something by the end of that second election cycle or this country is gone as we know it. And he said, it will not be recoverable. And Beck, Beck pushed him. He said, what are you talking about? He says, well, if, if the Democrats win this cycle and we have another four years of Joe Biden or whoever replaces him, imagine what it's going to be like. And the country will be in deep doo-doo, and then if we don't win the next cycle, it's just basically they've got it forever because they will be able to fix things. They'll have it forever. We will never have freedom. The Constitution will go away, yada, yada, yada. And it, it hit me who that voice was. It was Kevin Roberts. I've heard him say that, too. So Jim and I, uh, Cardinal and I, called him the next day, and we got him on our show, and, and we had that same conversation uh, the Heritage Foundation, the Texas Public Policy Foundation, the Epoch Times, uh, we're, we're not devoid of uh, Hillsdale College. There are some forces for good out there, mm -hmm. but it's like us against, against this uh, bureaucratic state, and it's not a fair fight. They have the power. And that's where we have got to pray that people start Liberty Tabletop is America's flatware company, the only flatware that's manufactured in the U.S. of A. There are over 38 patterns to choose from. Like a couple of patterns and you can't decide, you can order a sample of each. And check out their website at libertytabletop.com and enter the promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. Just in time for you to freshen up your holiday table setting with Liberty Tabletop Flatware, manufactured in the United States. They make great wedding and Christmas gifts, too. Flatware that can be passed down for generations. So check out their website at LibertyTabletop.com and enter promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. LibertyTabletop.com, promo code BEN.
It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Engaging. People like you and I have been here doing it for a long time, but other people who aren't engaged, who are out trying to work to make a living, we've got to just pray, but we also have to use things like this podcast, like the articles that we write on WB Daily, to reach people and let them know that your way of life is is at risk. Your way of life is at risk. You know, you may think that the library books in your school, which we will be talking about a lot in the upcoming weeks, that that's the worst thing happening. Well, are the borders the worst thing happening? Yes. Or the economy, the fact or, or that, the, that you're, the, yeah, you're, the inflation. Yeah. Are the are sending one hundred and fifty billion dollars to the Ukraine war? And uh, the point is, not one of those answers is wrong. Unfortunately, it they are correct. It's all of the above. And there are so many ways in which we see that our lives are being damaged, our lives are being destroyed, our lives are being hurt. And yes, I agree that we are we are rapidly approaching a point at no return. And so whatever your issue is you want to hang your hat on, the point is wake up and start paying attention. And that includes, you know, a lot of different things. But, you know, hopefully COVID started creating some cynicism. And that's one of the things. We need cynicism versus complacency. You know my granddaughter, Natalie. Mm-hmm. She told me the other day she confessed to something that she did around the house. She said, uh, if you noticed one of your books was missing, she said, uh, I took it. I said, oh, what are you going to do with it? She says, oh, it's back on your shelf. She said, I read it in a week. I said, well, what book did you take? She said, 1984. I said, did you notice anything? <laughs> <laughs> did, did it did, seem familiar? Did, did anything seem familiar? And and we had a nice discussion about that. Uh, I was proud of her for reading that book. Uh, I would have begged her to read it if I'd known right. she was interested in it. How much of that has come true? It's just absolutely crazy to think that. And and I and I bring that up to relate it to the to the hearing on. Can oh. I even say this on censorship, where RFK Jr. was censored? During a hearing on censorship, does this sound like newspeak? Does this sound like freedom is slavery? I mean, it's straight out of the pages of 1984. Well, and that's one of the things that I, I that does give me hope. Again, is when you see because not only with RFK that day, but there was. Um, Emma Jo Morrison, who was working for the Post at the time, she's now a Breitbart editor. She was one of the writers for the Laptop from Hell story. And in fact, she was the one who Rudy Giuliani and Steve Bannon first approached with it. And she was the one that actually took and pitched it to the Post and kind of fought the battle to get it even rolling. Um, but also, who else was there? Um, no, it wasn't Matt Taibbi. It was... Um, Oh, there was that woman that was their person that was some shill that was, you know, a minister of truth type person. But then there was also a guy that was involved with that lawsuit um, that was all the censorship that I think came out of Missouri and, and Louisiana. But the Twitter files have been such a blessing, even though the corporate media, of course, has downplayed it. But it's given even more opportunity. Glenn Greenwald has been long been someone who has been questioning authority. He used to be a regular on Tucker. But you now have Matt Taibbi. You have Barry Weiss. You have, you know, all of these liberal reporters. You do have from the political sphere, you have Tulsi Gabbard. And I just would all throw in there just kind of as this little side note, watch Tulsi. She's not finished. And, no, I don't think she is either. And so that's going to be something interesting. It, it, but you see people, even on the podcast level, you see people. Russell Brand, Russell Brand has a very popular podcast. And I will well, tell you, well, I listen look, to it multiple times. I think RFK Jr. is still a left-wing Democrat. 
Uh, and I, I wouldn't agree with a ton of stuff Glenn Greenwald espouses, and probably not everything Tulsi Gabbard espouses. But that's three examples of someone who, of people who have been on the other side of the aisle that are not always wrong. But I, I go back to that same thing. My friend who said, you know, was I not upset about this local issue? And I said, we've got so many big issues right now. I can't even get over here to spend time arguing about that. And that's where I think we're going as a nation. That's where I hope, I pray we are going as a nation, that we are seeing the people, the RFKs, the Tulsi Gabbards, the Taibi, the Glenn Greenwald, those people that are coming along, as well as those of us, and especially the populist right, which Tucker has certainly emerged as one of the you know premier preeminent voices in that, who are seeing we've got such bigger problems with this out-of-control government that is targeting people. And if we don't get that under control, all bets are off on capital gains All right, tax. so are what and you're so saying— what I'm saying is that I am hopeful that possibly we could have this coming together of enough people and, it's not, and that these media figures and political figures I'm talking about they are important, but the thing is that that mindset has to filter down to the general population. And I think there is enough disruption in people's lives. We're in what could be called a fourth turning. And I mean, culturally, there are these turnings. And the fourth mm-hmm. turning is chaos. Mm-hmm. And they usually last about 20 years. And we're toward the end of that 20-year period. The question is, usually from the chaos... There is some significant event, a war, a serious war, which the idea that we are, you know, in World War III with China, I mean, we're already in a war with China, just most people don't want to acknowledge it. But if we can emerge from that, I think we can emerge much stronger. And then we can get back to arguing about capital gains taxes. Well, yes. I mean, I think our, but just as an aside, I think our big adversaries on the international uh, international stage uh, I list them in a different order than most people I think our our biggest problem is China absolutely I think our second biggest problem is Mexico I would put perhaps Russia number three but then I would go with Iran and North Korea, but most people don't put Mexico in that. Uh, Obrador, AMLO, is no friend of the United they States. They want to join the BRICS, which is the most frightening thing. And if people don't understand what the BRICS is, the BRICS nation, which is is Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa, but now there's about 20 nations that mm-hmm. have joined that association. And they are more what are considered developing countries who are basically banding together and they are not pro-American. They are generally not pro-American. India has been an ally and would like to be an ally, but in the same way we keep talking about how the Biden foreign policy is pushing Russia into the arms of China, well, India's got to protect itself and they're kind of seeing BRICS as the way to go with that. And so... No, and China is spreading so much money around all over. With the road and belt and road. Belt and pro- road initiative. Pro- I mean, yeah. and, and even in Mexico. Where do you think the base ingredients for that fentanyl is coming from? China. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. And they were making it over there. Now they're is, making it in and Mexico. And this is my objection to Elon Musk. I just wish he would get the hell out of China. I expected of Apple. I certainly expected of Microsoft. I expected of the NBA, but I do not expect it of Elon Musk. All right, we're about John, out of time. John told me, just real quick, but, John told me that the other, that he read in the Wall Street Journal just this week that Elon's building a big Tesla plant in Germany. I thought that was interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the one other person that the whole impeachment thing has really coalesced around, and we just have a couple of moments. But Attorney General of Texas, who is now suspended uh, because he has been impeached and the trial will be in September, is uh, Ken Paxton. Paxton has an interesting and colorful story behind him with the developer Nate Paul uh, in Austin and all the, the things that they've done. But on the other hand, he was elect, re-elected handily, 
and he sues the Biden administration and has been effective suing the Biden administration, working with the Texas Public Policy Foundation. Your thoughts? In the same way we were talking earlier about having congressmen and elected representatives, including state representatives who we don't feel like really promote our interests, serve our interests, Ken Paxton is one individual, and I think that his his return to office, the numbers that he was supported by with his votes, show that people react to Paxton. I think he's got some issues, but then again, I'm not sure there isn't anybody down there in that state oh, house that's that a cast the first issue. stone. Yeah, uh, exactly. Thing, yes. But in terms of him representing the interests of the people of Texas. I would say of anybody in the state of Texas elected, I would say Ken Paxton has done more representing my interests than anybody else. And I think that's a very common feeling throughout the Republican Party. And I think that the that the elected Republicans are playing with fire if they impeach him, but I'm not sure they won't. Okay. You think it's Dade Phelan, though, that is uh, of, of the— of the big shots in Austin, is he the guy that really wanted to get Paxton impeached? It, it would it would appear so. Now, do I think that that's strictly of his own of his own thought? No, I think there's a federal interest in this too because the feds have hated Paxton and the FBI is investigating him. Yes, yes, and so as you see that as you see with like some of this voting stuff, the Michigan AG is going after some individuals over some just nonsensical um, election crimes having to do with the electors back with the Electoral College in 2020. Unfortunately, AGs in Georgia and Arizona, Arizona, that guy's a cartel lawyer. He stole the Arizona AG race from Abe Hamaday the same way that um that Katie Hobbs stole it from Carrie Lake. Okay, but so if anyway, Trump says let's that, find a few votes, Paxton, they want to indict him. Paxton is is a big one, is a big fish yeah. to get rid of. So I don't think it's just Phelan, but he's the he's the front guy. I think it's a matter of Phelan could be gone anyway, but if you're going to go try and kill the king, you better kill the king. Mm-hmm. And so I think it will be interesting to see what happens. But, you know, it almost you kind of wonder and having watched this legislative session, I worry because of all the horse trading that goes on. It's like, OK, you know, we had this stalemate over property taxes, especially between the House and the, the Senate. Well, so Pat or Patrick got his wish list on the property tax thing, pretty much. It was his side yeah, that he prevailed got, he, he more. Got, he got the homeowner uh, right. exemption. Exemption, yeah, yes. Yeah. You know, and so we're not going to have school choice. That's been Abbott's big, big hot button issue. But we're not going to have that special session until after the... The trial. Yeah, the trial. And so... We'll see what happens with that. But, you know, I hope that we don't just have a wish list of all the big three. And, okay, if everybody gets their their want, then we can live with that. You know, and the people of Texas be damned. That's my fear. Well, I all hope right. I'm wrong. To be continued, because uh, we, we certainly are in a, a weird season that we just referred to as the season of impeachment. And we will certainly see what happens. We are living in, uh, in, in, I think, in the time of the old Chinese curse. May you live in interesting times. It's uncharted territory. All I can say is courage is contagious. Please go out and help spread some around. All right. Well, I'll just say be logical uh, and uh, goodbye for Planet Logic. And from Political Pursuits, we'll see you. Liberty Tabletop is America's flatware company, the only flatware that's manufactured in the U.S. of A. There are over 38 patterns to choose from. Like a couple of patterns and you can't decide, you can order a sample of each. And check out their website at libertytabletop.com and enter the promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. Just in time for you to freshen up your holiday table setting with Liberty Tabletop Flatware, manufactured in the United States. They make great wedding and Christmas gifts, too. Flatware that can be passed down for generations. So check out their website at LibertyTabletop.com and enter promo code BEN for 15% off all flatware. LibertyTabletop.com, promo code BEN.